0: Life's Mitch. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back. to episode 32 of Life's a Mitch podcast. So we're getting a bit of traction now. And last week we spoke to our guest from Singapore, Nidhi Balan. And she's uh, you know, world she's a world lead, uh, leader in terms of entrepreneurialism. She's training the next generation of air flight stewardesses and stewards. And uh, her life's a life training school is uh, is on point. So check out her details in the socials for last week. And she was very lovely and very fortunate to give us some of her time. So this week, coming back back home to Australian shores, but not only that, back to my neck of the woods. So this gentleman was made familiar to me by Dan, the guest in episode 20, who spoke a bit about, you know, because we we delve into pop culture sometimes, and everyone knows I'm a bit of a fan of the nerd genre. So that's shows, comics, books, you name video games, you name it. And this gentleman has created a bit of a local empire. He's got, you know, a thousand strong followership on Facebook. He's got a Instagram following of over 5,000, which I I admire. And he's also running a website where he does, you know, all things, talks comics, PC, and he's also got his own podcast. So I'd like to introduce Mr. Anthony Pollock. How are you today, sir? And I hope I did you justice on that. Hey,
1: mate. Hey, how are you? And let's get the sirs out of the way. That is, um, (laughs) I've been... Called a lot of things, mate. Gentleman is not one of them, but thanks all the same.
0: Oh, all good. all good. So, you know, I wanted to ask you on today because, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little bit fanboying at the moment. And I, um, you know, as you know, I'm, well, you might not know, I'm pretty, relatively new at this whole podcasting thing. And I, I've checked out your content before. And after Dan's told me about you, you know, I, t- I checked out, your, you know, a bit of your website and, and your socials as well. So, you know, my first question is, when did you know, you're a fan of the pop culture nerd fandom, and what was the first ever bit of material that you ever read or were into? Oh,
1: uh, when I first knew I was part of a fandom was probably um, it was probably when I for, um, I'm am a big sort of sci-fi nerd, so um, when I first realised I was part of a fandom was when I when I was a kid I was reading like you used to get like these like a uh, star trek magazines and there was this one called uh, i think it was called star log and there was just i just remember there was this uh there was this bit where uh uh it was this uh star trek actor he's passed away since um his name was renee aubergenois who some of you if you've seen boston legal he was on boston legal he was one of the partners on that it was sort of the uh the older fellow in that and um Uh, I realized I was part of a fandom when it was just like, oh, he's going to be at this convention. I'm just like, well, you can meet these people so you can talk to them. Okay. All right. So that was probably the kind of first inkling I had as sort of a kid. But to being sort of a fandom, it was kind of when I first, you you know, you get on forums and things like that. And I was part of a uh, bloody disgusting.com part of the forum there when the forum first started. So um, when it was first getting big, so um, that was the first time. As far as uh, the first sort of thing that I really got into, it was probably it was probably Tintin. To be honest, I remember Tintin. being wow. obsessed with yeah. I remember being obsessed with Tintin as a kid. I was obsessed with the cartoon, and this was even before I, I got obsessed with. Uh, you know, X-Men and the X-Men cartoon. So Tintin was always there. It was one of those things where it was just really easy to get. You could always get a Tintin sort of comic at a library. So that was amazing whenever the teacher was like, oh, we're going to go do such and such at the library. Well, I'm thinking to myself, no, fuck you. I'm going to read a Tintin book and you can (laughs) do whatever the hell you do and I'll be over here that's fantastic um uh so yeah that was the first kind of thing
0: that's cool i remember my first fandom was sort of late 80s early 90s you might remember cheese tv used to air on australian tv um, oh yes 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 yes
1: yeah
0: my first thing that i far back as i can remember was it was an anime called techno man which is oh um, yeah 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 i love techno man Love I wouldn't expect too many people to know it, but you, you do the fact that you do is like well it makes sense to me because you know you're all over this sort of thing, but I just remember Techno
1: Man AKA Tacker Man AKA Blade, um, yeah I know, yeah I, I'm way into the uh, the sort of the late '80s early '90s anime is sort of for me anyway. That's where it got big. That's where it's uh, I guess they had to rely so much on good storytelling because it hadn't really hit it just now, but, um, yeah. just then. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, you got that, you got like Ninja scroll and things like that if you wanted to get into the R rated stuff and in, you know, Akira, of course, and things like that. So, um, I think they, they, had to
0: rely on good storytelling back then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember even like, I'm looking at tech now, now I've got a DVD rack just here and it's got, you know Dragon Ball series, Dragon Ball Z, Super. Yeah, on a GT with shit, but like, I've got mongers like, <laughs> oh GT sucked, man. <laughs> but, oh. say what you will, but like, the only decent part about that was Super Saiyan Four, in my opinion. But anyways, and like, I, I look yeah. at it, I yeah. look at it and go, like, man, no wonder why I was a fat kid. <laughs> I had a chance, hey <laughs> it's it's funny um you would have thought a show
1: like dragon ball would have uh, gotten more kids to the gym but it didn't (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh it's it's ironic so you know you spent tin tin and then i'm sure you watch shows like you know you said x-men was that on cheese tv as well i remember watching it (laughs) X Men was yeah. X Men
1: was uh, Spider Man was. Uh, Biker Mice from Mars was oh, um, wow. Uh, there was I think even Sailor Moon ended up on there. I know Pokemon was on there at one point. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of if I have missed anything, but I think I think those were the, the sort of the main ones. They were sort there was sort of the odd uh, Exo Squad. There we okay, go. Squid. Exo Squad was on. Was on cheese TV, so um, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to um, actually uh, speak to one of the uh, writers on X Squad. Oh, who it was also that. one, of, uh, uh, so uh, who was uh, the showrunner for X Men, the animated series? So yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was lots of fun. Uh, just I just uh, guess getting to know who the people were when they, when Marvel was not a big thing, not from a TV perspective back in the early nineties. So there was, there was no talk of, you know, X-Men shows or anything like that. And uh, uh, it, it just became one of those, one of those things that was a, uh, that all kids loved, all kids loved X-Men. And it's just, uh, there's a kid out there, right now being bullied or harassed or for just being different. He mm. could be straight and a nerd. He could be, you know, a trans kid uh, and not know he's trans yet. It's, it's um, well, he could just be a kid that's gay and just is still discovering who he was. But I think that's what really, um, what was so powerful about the X-Men. There's something different about all of us. And then sometimes people just don't, fit into you know the typical society norms so that's why x-men was so such a generational thing for kids of the 90s
0: yeah i think i think that's true like and i've just i just went back through and i've listened, I've listened to the uh the true believer storybook about stanley's life um mm. and one of the chapters speaks about like you know as we all know stanley and jack kirby Say who say some say Jack was the creator, some say Stan were to this day. You'll never truly Mm -hmm. know about such things. But one of the one of the surefire things is that in the 60s, Marvel created everything you know, from Black Panther to the X Men to Iron Man to Spider Man. And what the and I think one reason based on what you just said is that Marvel made the story about the human, not the super part, you know. And at the Mm -hmm. time, this book talks about. You know, the, the, the owner of Marvel at the time said to Stan, I want a super team. DC's, this Justice League of America is absolutely killing it. And we need something to sort of respond to that. So, of course, there was the Avengers. And then there was this idea about the X-Men, uh, according to this biography, you know, and just young teenage kids, born with these differences and these superpowers and initially it wasn't as popular in the 60s as it was when it f- became on television and i think yeah oh like- mate
1: they're wearing suits who wants to watch a bunch of kids in a you know rich house wearing suits <laughs> uh, i mean all you have to do is go download Comicsology. you'll never find a x-men number one because unless you want to take out a home line and um <laughs> uh if you go back at that you just look at how dated that was and um uh, I mean, even going back to what you said about who was the creator, who wasn't, um, there was Stanley, uh, and I'm not sure if it touches on what you've read, but uh, Stanley had this uh, had this sort of philosophy called it was the Marvel way of writing. So that was you get the artist to create um, the story and then you, you as the writer or that person as the writer would just uh, fill in what's going on. Yeah. So that's that's probably why they they kind of clash towards the end of their careers
0: that they they did talk about the marvel method as it were so you know, yeah stan yeah. would stan would apparently like do like a sort of storyboard kind of set up and then jack would obviously jack was the the artist at the time and then fill in blank stan's brother larry was also hired for a short time as well and these are some of these <laughs> stories are recalled from stan's brother himself and it's interesting but um you know, I I I wasn't originally a comics book fan, but when I you know you see these cartoons as a kid, you're like, oh, this is awesome. And I was born at a time mm. where everything was accessible, and then you sort of grow up and go, oh, hang on, that's that's Iron Man on the cover of a comic. What are these things? And my first mm. one was like Iron Man issue like sixty uh, something, I think. The first one I picked up was when he first uh fought he fought uh, the Mandarin and the Ten Rings, and it was like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was just like, "This is cool." And I've always sort of navigated towards storytelling. I'd buy a video game and play it for the single player content, not the multiplayer aspect. And I think, yeah, that love of you know all the nerddom things as a like um, has contributed to this podcast and my love of storytelling. So it's been interesting so far. Mm, mm, mm. It's uh, storytelling is a great thing.
1: It's um. Whether you uh, it, it can affect your, your life, it's also great for communication. It's also great for, you know, if you're at work one day and you have to be that person to stand up and talk or if you just want to sort of convey your opinions about or I guess your thoughts about something, if a manager asks you something or if a peer asks you something, it's a great way to sort of hone that, that skill set.
0: Yeah, it's, it. I think, you know, it taught me things like to have, have a good moral compass. It taught me things like, and words that I was unfamiliar with at school. It's like, you know, one of the issues, there's the word compartmentalized. I'm like, what does that mean? And then in Spidey's head, it was like, <laughs> you know, memory A, B, C, D. I think it was, it might've been the superior Spider-Man. Actually, I'm not sure, but, um, you know, all these things. And so it brings me to my next question. So you've started a, well, I guess you could say like an online forum yourself, an online platform, I'm sure I'm obviously making, making it sound more basic than it actually is, but tell me, tell us about like the Soda and telepaths website and you know, the, the enterprise you've built. Tell us about that. How was that started and where did the name come from? And yeah, like it's interesting.
1: It, uh, it started with just an idea to create a blog and just talk about, uh, science fiction and comic books. That's pretty much, and horror. And that's pretty much how it started. Um, uh, got about six months into it, on the guy, uh, this guy who doesn't write for me anymore because had to move on, got married, etc. These things happen. Um, he said, uh, "Can I write for you?" Okay, great. And then it was just kind of a snowball effect. It just got to the point where this person wanted to write for me, and this person wanted to write for me, and then all of a sudden, I realised that I needed to utilise my my sales and marketing background to actively promote the website. To get it in front of people's eyes, to get get it attention and things like that. I, a lot of Sutter and Tell Plus, uh, uh, I guess you could say the um, the blueprint of what I've done is talk about um, uh, is talk about independent comics, is talk about uh, comics that don't really get seen or heard of that probably should be. And but on the flip side, to also talk about TV and movies that people love that are coming out, but also again. Talk about, I guess, the sometimes the dark side of art the fact that there are people creating like film and TVs and even comic books, which probably shouldn't be, who have been given too much license in their careers and who have been given excuses to get away with some truly heinous behavior. So it's, um, that's kind of where it got to. It then led to a point where I just kind of, oh, can, I guess I kind of need a podcast to kind of talk about other things. So started a podcast with uh, my podcast partner, who unfortunately just can't dedicate as much time anymore. Originally for him, it was about, uh, at the time, he had this uh, uh, sort of uh, rare form of blood cancer. He's oh. since sort of He's sort that. of in remission now. He's fine now. He's actually gotten a lot better. Uh, Newcastle lad as well. And um, he's just gone to the point where he's actually starting to get his life back together. And he's just kind of like, look, I can't do this as much. So, but, anyways, I do the podcast now. It's called uh, My Kind of Weird. Where I basically sit down with someone like what we're doing right now, and I get them to uh, pitch uh, three kinds of media. I do the same. I also pitch three kinds of media, and it has to be something watchable, something readable, and something listenable, uh, three each. And then to with the idea to see at the end who says that's my kind of weird or no, that's not my kind of weird. And then it's about. Yeah, it's a it's a neat little uh, neat little I guess um, uh, I guess uh, setup I've got, um, and it's really just comes back to, down to sitting around a campfire with a bunch of mates and figuring out. then, you know, oh, once you get past the whole niceties of you know how's things going, how's your week, blah 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 You get to so what have you been watching? What have you been checking out? So that's what that podcast is really about. Um, I'm fortunate enough now that uh, we have about 15 writers for Soda and Uh We get yeah. about just shy of 10,000 readers every month, so which is great. Wow. Um, and that's afforded me the unique position of being able to step back to just an editor-only role and start to actually look at the next step for SodaIntelPass.com. Where I mean, yes, I guess it's a bit of a side hustle, but it's also affording me this uh, unique kind of uh, opportunity to offer a PR service to comic book creators. So, okay. about getting them in the, in the ear holes of podcast listeners and in, on the websites of uh, comic book websites and things like that. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's it. Kind of like nerd LinkedIn. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there's not as much uh, bitching about uh, rubbish um, jobs on uh, solderandtealpass.com, but there's certainly um, plenty of uh, just good, good talks about good nerd content.
0: How good? Like it's and all that come from an idea. And I was, I keep saying on this on this pod, it's like if you have an idea and if you want to, you know especially in times of now, like we still, we're still in the pandemic. And like, if you have, if you want to create something, if you want to buy something, just do it. Like it's life is too short not to. Would you agree with that?
1: Uh, Yeah. I think you need to find your voice and find what uh, that, what your voice is, your outlet, find an outlet of some description. Um, Even if you're just creating like, um, you know, you're just creating like a fan fan, Versions of like a book, like you're just writing, like uh, what the next story would be for your next character. Obviously, don't publish it because you'll get sued. But um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh, it's uh, <laughs> but even if you're just doing something like that, just to get some kind of, I guess, expression out there. Or if if you want to start a website, cool, great. Um, or if you you know you want to start a podcast, it's just about I think finding that thing that can help. That, that really taps into the creative I guess part of your brain yeah.
0: so yeah well I, I you know this first started out as a podcast about relationships and it's like well it's pretty vague it's pretty bland and I, I thought the, exp- the expiration date was going to come up sooner rather than later so I was like okay <laughs> let's look at this in a different light and it's like well something mm-hmm. as simple as hang on everyone is sharing stories well hang on let's make it about that and it's been well received so mm-hmm. far like So far, I've got to meet Turk and JD off Scrubs. Um, so I met Donald Faison and Zach Brad. Yeah, I saw that. Which yeah, (laughs) and me just carrying on like a bald dickhead on national TV. So that was good fun. Um, but like that stuff doesn't. Well,
1: mate, it was on SBS. I don't know if you can call it national (laughs) TV at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? You just took the water, the ground out from underneath me. (laughs) And that's episode (laughs) thirty-two. (laughs) yeah that's fantastic so you know going back to what you were saying before is what are you what are you Mm. reading watching and listening to at the moment
1: um at the moment i'm reading uh invincible So Invincible is um, for those of your listeners who aren't, uh, you're obviously familiar with it, but for your listeners who aren't familiar with it, it is the comic book uh, that Robert Kirkman did. Uh, He's the creator of Walking Dead TV show and the comic book series. Uh, Invincible is the comic that he started just before Walking Dead, which at one point was actually being, he was writing it and Walking Dead at the same time. So invincible is just basically this giant love letter that robert kirkman has to the superhero genre it's it's fun it's uplifting it's brutal as fuck there are some death scenes in there that are worse than the absolute worst deaths in walking dead and i shit you not we're talking like broken in half superheroes with their like entrails just splayed all over the page. So it's oh, good it's fun. Gorgeous. It's, gorgeous. Um, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not something I would recommend to any of the more sort of um feminine uh listeners uh that you might have. Um but it, it's lots of I mean if that's your thing, like if you like uh superheroes just being beating beating the shit out of each other and gore all over the comic book page, then go for it. So Mm. it's also an Amazon series as well. So the first season is available on Amazon and I highly recommend checking it out because the series, at least so far, is better than the comic book. And that's saying a lot.
0: It's about eight episodes of 45 to 50 minutes each rated R or MA. And it's essentially about, so Invincible is the son of an alien coming to Earth, similar story to Superman except he's yep. from he's from Viltrum and it's Superman with a mustache named Omni-Man and he is voiced by uh, uh, JK Simmons and um, yep. does a brilliant job and it's just the animation is gorgeous just like the, just like the yep. comics as well and actually one, one podcast I listen to is Fat Man Beyond by Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. And, um, I don't
1: know if they if they need any more people talking
0: about them, but sure, <laughs> yeah, I've heard
1: of it. <laughs> they had uh, I they actually. Had- um, I just uh, stopped listening to them, uh, just because I can't sort of justify listening to a show three hours out of the week yeah, of content that I already know about. So, yeah. and I mean. I don't know. I think I've probably heard enough Kevin Smith by now.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I think Kevin Smith. But what were you saying about him? I was just saying, what um, were you saying about him? Uh, Robert Kirkman, they've had on twice during the season. One in the series first started mm. and just the week after it had finished. And he's, he opened up about, you know, the, the series, the comic, his time with the walking dead and all that sort of thing too. And um, he's talking about like, he's, they've just been renewed for season two and three which I cannot wait. Yep. It's official now. So coming to small screen near you. And he just spoke about like what's coming next. And uh, some of the, some of the storyline from the comic, he deviated a little bit in the series. So that was interesting to hear and just how it was incepted, you know, as he was writing them both at once, you could hear like the passionate, you could very, very like in-depth guy. He's really intelligent. And, uh, you know, it's, if you're a fan of the genre, it was episode I'll post a link underneath if anyone's interested, but yeah, interesting guy. Mm. Um, and you got to deal with, you know, Robert, uh, uh, Kevin Smith's veganism and look like, wit, But, you know, Mark Bernardin <laughs> holds a good Mark makes a good point. So. Uh,
1: Mark Bernardin is a great and amazing writer, is probably one of the most underappreciated writers of our time. He's certainly appreciated over in, you know, industry entertainment industry in the u.s but i i feel like not enough people know about know enough about him and i feel like that needs to change have you read the invincible comic Uh,
0: i've read i've read the first series of books yeah um sort of about how he's how many comes to earth and i haven't i'm actually catching up but um i've read the first six or seven issues um sort of just hearing seeing the graphic styles and how they change that, but I got a long way to go. I'll admit that openly. The uh, the series yeah. made me keen to to delve into that realm. So
1: yeah, there's about 150 issues. I'm just finished 100, uh, 103, and let's just say uh, there's a lot of great stuff coming. I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah. um, you're just gonna get to certain parts in this series. You're just gonna be like, I can't believe they just fucking did that. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those comic books where you're just like, oh, I can kind of see what this where this is going because you would think, oh, it's a superhero story. Surely it's going to go this way and it just does the exact opposite. That's so,
0: like, Even the first yeah. episode was like, I was like, oh, yeah, we've got another you know, nice story, father and son, you know, and then at the mm. end, holy fuck, did that just happen? Oh, wow. So yeah, that's,
1: that's that's fantastic. Well, yeah, there's great things and this is the great thing about storytelling when it's converted to another medium, like for instance the the head through the tram scene. There's just no way you could have done that in a comic book and it have the same effect. There's just no way at all. No way. Um and uh I mean, even sort of updating the I guess the The love interest amber making her a african-american woman who you know is very much a go-getter knows what she wants but is still a brazen feminist and i guess um that not being an issue to mark and it kind of uh keeping him him on his toes as well and really just owning the fact that um mark is a Asian American character. The comic book, at least so far, anyway, for me, it doesn't really seem to own the ethnicity uh, ethnicity of the character in in ways that the show does.
0: Yeah, well, the, the 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 well, it's the cast that play the characters. So Sandra Oh plays the Asian mummy. You know, she was the Asian doctor in Grey's yep. Anatomy, and for the life, i yep. have to look this up because I can't remember who voiced. Uh,
1: I think you're thinking about Stephen Young, who was the uh, Mark Grayson character. Yeah,
0: that's it, And he's also of Asian descent as well. So it's it's authentic, I guess in that regard. And, um, yeah. so uh, uh, another question is for you is, you know, mm. what's another medium that you've seen, like take, take it from a comic series. What's another like show or movie that you've seen transferred into a different medium that you've actually enjoyed that's been done. Well, do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's two things. Um, I would recommend that anyone who's into podcasts who thinks to themselves, I don't want any part of this fictional scripted podcast shit, it doesn't sound like a good idea. I've listened to audiobooks. They sound like trash too. If you're one of those people, I would highly recommend you check out Sandman, which is on Audible. So that's uh, the Neil Gaiman. Uh, Sandman was a comic book. Uh, Masterpiece. Back is- in the... It is, it is indeed. Uh, so check that out. Um, the cast behind it is just incredible. Um, I don't want to really go into the cast because there's about 50 different actors and actresses. So to, so um, suffice to say, the cast is incredible. It's also been announced as a movie with some of that cast as well, which is in itself amazing. Um, uh, then the other... Thing I think you should check out, which is uh, again, it's not from a comic book, but it's a comic book character who has his own original story uh, translated into podcast form. And that is the Wolverine podcast, yeah. which is uh, written uh, by. Just trying to think of the name of the guy. It's written by the current Wolverine writer, which his name is escaping me right now. But uh, it is an um, absolute uh, incredible podcast. It's only 10 episodes long for the first season. I'm pretty sure the second season is 10 episodes as well. And the first season is called Wolverine Semicolon The Long Night. And it's told from the perspective of these two detectives who are investigating these slate of killings and then they find out that Wolverine may or may not be the guy that is killing and murdering all these people that are turning up dead in this sort of out of the way town in Alaska.
0: I I just had to write that down because I'm eager to, to listen into something so I, I do shift work and you know we do 12-hour shifts at a time so I like to charge up the USB with good content and just you know, sailing through the night or the day shift or whatever I'm doing. So I'll be checking that out for sure. That's fantastic. Well oh, mate, if you
1: listen to it and you start trying to pop your claws and go, ah, it's not my fault, it's um <laughs> that's all on you.
0: Well the only the only sort of similarities between me and Wolverine is we're both short and hairy. So you know, <laughs> you know in it's in, certainly not Canadian. Well no, certainly not. But in the you know in the movies obviously Hugh Jackman's over six foot, but in the comics, little like, fun fact is that Wolverine's only what five foot two or something, and he's a ball of puff. So, you know, for five all five, three, little, I think five, three is it? I'll, five, three, you know, more than me, but um, it's interesting yeah. to see. I, um, oh, I lately I've just been consuming things on Netflix, Disney, plus I'm enjoying the bad batch at the moment. Um, it's been really cool and to see what I haven't
1: gotten into it yet. Uh, I mean, know. too, but I just haven't gotten into it. Um, Love, Death and Robots has been something that I've been watching, which I love to death. Um, uh, and I've started watching the latest season of Castlevania, which is incredible.
0: So Netflix um,
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. The sort of the checkered history of the writer behind it is a little bit, uh, but if he can get past that, I feel like I'd say it's a great, great show.
0: I've seen the first two seasons. I enjoy it as well. You know, it's like vampires and Dracula and, you know, awesome. Great animation, fantastic animation. Um, So, yeah, check that out.
1: Yeah, and it's by the same people. You, If you've been listening to a lot of um, uh, Fat Man Beyond, uh, obviously you know there's a new Masters of the Universe coming out as well. Coming very soon, very soon. yeah. Yes, yeah, so they say. And um, if you want to sort of uh, have an idea of what the the animation is going to look like, it's by the same company. Oh, so know that. You're right. that's a reason for you to check it out.
0: Oof. That's, this is fantastic. It's like you meet your your, pod, <laughs> you meet your podcast sensei. This is cool. So you, know, yeah. so, you know, the podcast sounds great. You know, the community is fantastic and I believe I – I'm a member on the socials, but I've got to actually get involved more. So I've got to ask you, mm. w- when you started this whole process, started the, the potty, started the community, have you faced yep. any backlash or has there been any negative connotations as you've been going along? Uh, not really. That's good.
1: Not for the most part. There's been a couple of instances where um, there have been sort of the more toxic elements of fandom mainly in comic books that I've sort of called out um, and, uh, for their shit behaviour, and they've tried to... Uh, oh, yeah, funny story. Someone... <laughs> my um, web... Uh, the owner of uh, the company that uh, uh, hosts uh, my ISP my host, um, uh, one day after I wrote this kind of scathing article about this, um, this element of comic book fandom that is quite toxic, uh, that is, um, uh, you can look them up. They're called Comicsgate. They're pretty similar to Gamergate. They're very much about these sort of, uh, they're very right wing in their, uh, I guess, their perspectives and perceptions are a bit warped and they're they're all about, I guess, um, targeting women and female creators and trans creators and queer creators as a whole and I sort of call Sort of put up a satirical article about them being the the Karens of the comic book world,
0: <laughs> and um, that's fantastic,
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, uh, it's still my most shared article, it had like I think it's close to 6,000 shares now. Um, oh, wow. and and they responded by sharing the article and being like, How about this piece of shit, etc. Cetera, etc.? Cetera. And it's just kind of like you guys are just going on to confirm what we already know here all of like it bunch sounds like frozen morons.
0: That's a typical Karen move right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that that was the irony of it all. It's just uh, I'm calling you out for being a bunch of Karens. And then you pull the most the most epic Karen move ever, the you know, take me to see your manager by sharing the <laughs> sharing the sharing the article. So there's irony in yeah. that so much. Yeah. Yeah, there is so much, um, but for the most part, I mean, I've been doing it for now for just over three years. That was like such a speck on the, uh, like, on the overall, I guess, experience. Three years. It's wow. not. Yeah, yeah, it's something that is just. It happened over the course of a week. Um, oh, that was the funny part. Someone within that community paid this uh Indian hacker to take down my website. So that was really? the funny part. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> my ISP yeah. owner, he uh he found the uh, uh I guess the web address of the person who took it down. Um and uh yeah it was based in India. So that was pretty funny. Um and we both had a good chuckle over it because He's just like, this is why I save backups on the websites I host every hour. These people people are idiots. They've achieved nothing by this. <laughs> and the website was up the next day.
0: Makes so, for a cool story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Makes for a very funny story. Yeah. I but just... again, yeah, it's just it's something so small and insignificant. When you're looking at over three years of doing it and you're looking at the fact that uh, I've got a community, um, uh, that have started to build around me. I've got, yes, there's the 1,000 people on, you know, Facebook in that group. There's the, you know, close to 2,000 in the Facebook page. There's there's the Twitter of, of 8,000. There's this, there's that. There's the Discord channel. I feel for the most part the feedback I get is so overwhelmingly positive Yeah. that if a bunch of right-wing comic book Nazis want to try and target me, then so bad you know
0: it's just it's nothing better to do with their time like you're just a guy from of all places newcastle god's country and like you just. it's okay well it is what it is mate. it is what it is i I, i've got since i've gone on the scrubs thing and i've gotten a a, my listenerships getting up there and stuff and you know what advice would you give to someone who's hopefully on the same trajectory as you're on like hopefully Mm going to create a, or I, would, I wouldn't I would mind creating it like a community of people where we can talk and share stories or, you know, like this person was on this episode so here's how you can contact them and sort of thing. How do I take my yeah. pod to the next level, do you reckon?
1: Um, mate,
0: I feel like podcasts are just
1: such clusterfuck that, um, <laughs> uh, that no one really has any idea how the, you know, the Apple algorithm works. I don't even think podcast big podcast networks know how it works so um i feel like uh if you just keep doing what you're doing um if you have good quality sound recording um if you create other ways and means for people to for you to sort of um i guess uh contact other people then then great um take full advantage of that um I speak to a lot of people who ask similar similar questions, and I say to them, create a website. Create a website because the SEO will pick up your podcast and you have more chance of people finding you online. If you just have a podcast that is just through Apple or iTunes or Spotify, Chances are, no one's going to find you, especially yes. if you're a new podcast, and that's just the cold, hard, <laughs> brutal reality of it. Yes. Um, so, create other means for people to get it. And if you're going to do, if you're not going to create a website, at least create uh, videos of your podcast. And so you don't. And I'm not saying you have to have a video podcast, but. What I've been started doing myself is I mentioned before that with my podcast, we talk about something readable, something listenable, something watchable. I take the portion of that, throw some art behind it that's uh, about the thing, and then you put it up on YouTube and then it's its own video pointing back to your podcast. So do other things that will help you get more exposure.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, I just bought a domain name so I can get to work on that shortly. Great. It's the first step. Good on you, go, Daddy. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Um that's cool. <laughs> man, I, I legit, I'm fanboying still. It's like um when you when you take admiration for what someone's doing and just no, it's just started by just a regular a regular bloke from Newcastle, like where you know, as I said where I'm from, it's awesome to see, man, that you're doing so well. And only three years in and you're doing fifteen writers for you. You got you know a website with hundreds of articles. I respect what you've achieved, man. Good on you. So every every episode, um, the one consistent thing is that we hear amazing stories. Sorry, and the second is we have a good old whinge, wine, sook, whatever you want to call it. So Anthony, I'd like to ask you: Would you like to join me for this week's bitchy with Mitchy? Let's do it. Okay, so. What the idea is, is that we take something that pisses us off. It could be a first world problem. It could be a, a long lingering issue that gets up, grind your gears. So what's something that's um, been grinding your gears lately? What's been grinding my gears lately?
1: Um, I guess uh, something that's really been grinding my gears lately is, uh, is the pandemic. Yeah. As okay. a whole. Yep. We're still not fucking learning. Okay, so we've got this, there's this uh, virus that happened that affected the entire world, and then instead of us pulling all of our resources as countries and taking down the whole of uh, we don't trust China, Russia doesn't trust America, America doesn't, and all that kind of shit, instead of doing that, instead of pulling all our resources together and actually collectively finding out, uh, coming up with a solution to kind of unite this world... There's uh, been just more civil unrest than ever before. So that is really pissing me off. Not exactly a first world problem, but it is pissing me off because it's just getting to the point where it's just just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's been basically politicised and it shouldn't have been politicised at all. And that is pissing me off.
0: Well, you're exactly right because, like, you know, you could look at it through the lens of many ways for a political stance, look mm. through it through like a financial gain gaining stance, you know, I don't know how deep you want to delve, but there's the theory that China mm. did it to deep, you know, deep, like deep, like to clusterfuck the whole world financially and try to buy shit back at, at a cheaper rate pretty much. Or you could look at I it. I don't
1: think they're that smart, man. I don't think the government's
0: <laughs> that smart. I'm
1: sorry, but I just don't think they are. I don't think any government is that maniacal that they would come up with that. Uh, not as a means to maybe to I would accept that a government would uh, weaponize a certain virus to take care of certain uh, uh, certain elements of like their their enemies uh, in quotation marks, but I don't accept that a a like a largely um, I guess communist country came up with a virus, used it on its own people, only for it to be used overseas to. Uh, what to destabilize the financial markets of Western civilization. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, I don't, I, I don't, uh, that I don't think personally. they're
0: that smart. I don't believe that either no, personally. makes just, no sense. This is when it, yeah. What, what's been shitting yeah. me about it is that you, know, you talk about unification, you talk about people pulling resources. Um, I'm sick of the segregation. It's just like, you know, people just need to fucking do what we've got to do to get through this shit. Want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Like if you have to wear a mask, just do it for a few days, whatever it is. It's just, yeah, you, you still you still see selfish like fuckwits out there, like oh, like that, like the Karens of the world. or oh, Like, remember that chick at Bunnings, like earlier, was it last year? This <laughs> year? Under Section forty two of the four whatever it was, Karen like a fuck stick, <laughs> and then it was funny, which
1: didn't exist. What she quoted didn't exist. It's not a thing. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so for man. all the international listeners out there, what happened was last year when we went into lockdown sort of circa march april whatever it was uh retail store some retail stores were available to stay open and bunnings is a series of hardware stores i guess were deemed in brackets essential and there was a woman who refused to wear a mask and was recording herself speaking to the staff there uh, inciting gibberish really saying that the, the the act of a 1946 or whatever it was uh stating that she her rights were violated and et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, it went viral. She's a witch. She got arrested. Hilarious. Mm. And um, she did it a few places. And I think it was just to gain attention for herself. But it's just stuff like that. You got to go. Are you well, kidding? It's just, like, well, it's just people that that, uh, that go on about their rights. Even
1: like you take COVID out of the equation, they just go, well, I have rights. And I didn't agree with this lady. When you step into a store, you agree to abide by the terms and conditions of that store. Like it or not, your your rights, like you're waiving them to behave appropriately in that store as they deem necessary because it is private property. And I applaud those people that were working at that bunnings because I'm still surprised that no one didn't just clock her or escort her <laughs> off the property.
0: My uh, my first ever job, when it wasn't offside for the old man, was I worked at Bunnings at uh, Glendale, which has now changed locations to Argentine. But I was a door greeter when I was sixteen. I work on the Bunnings, you know, where the screws. Oh, they're all right. eight. Had a great, I had the best time. And every time you'd come in, hung over on a weekend. Worked on your voice impressions. Clearly, hi Hulk, me, Frog here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did Ruby Doo <laughs> That was shit. But like, yeah. sorry for just blew open the ear holes guys i apologize but it was cool every time the the doors would open there was always a sausage chisel at the front and you could smell freshly cooked sausages and i used to go yeah. on my first break at four dollars out of the till that was enough for a sausage and a can of drink and i made a day mm. i got so fat it was awesome <laughs> lowest prices really <laughs> are just the beginning i'll tell you yeah yeah I, I guess my winter of the week is um people that it's the, it's, the, you know, when people like little things like cleaning, if you're in a share house, people cleaning them bar for themselves, it's uh, someone drops a piece of paper, pick it up. Someone does skid marks on the tour, they clean it up. Mine is today when I was at the. I don't know. Uh,
1: wait until someone else pisses it off. No, I'm kidding.
0: Piss the, sh- piss the shit off.com. That's <laughs> a thing. Oh, and just like, that's the name of the episode, piss the shit off.com. And um, so I was there and it's an old system it's an analog style system it's got media player windows xp That's just how old it is anyways so Jesus. people that upload music to it upload directly play it directly from their uh, usb stick and don't delete their playlists so i'm in the middle like i'm just you know so we just heard you know thunderstruck by acdc whatever it was and coming up next is song abcd and you press the play button and it skips all the songs that go straight to the ad. I'm like, fuck. I <laughs> had three songs lined up. And, <laughs> and since they didn't clean up the, the playlist, it's just going So next we've got coming up, you wanna buy a watch <laughs> <It's> line? So shit. <laughs> 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 so my my bitch is like, oh, that's deep. treat the place, treat your workplace like your home, you know, with a bit of respect. Mm. And oh mm. mate, someone just rang don't in Don't be a dick. No, that's is my
1: number one rule. I, I literally we have a Discord channel, uh Saturn telepass does, which anyone can freely join. The link is you just go to Sutter and and uh you just click the join the community link and it will take you there. And one of our first community rules is rule one, don't be a dick. Make and sense. that's literally that's how you should live your life. Just don't be a dick. Like granted you'll you'll know you'll have a shitty day and you'll be pissed off and you'll just be raging and acting like a complete fuckwit sometimes. But at the end of the day, just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick just, you know, because you can, you know. Leave leave that being a dick, you know, attitude until the days that we're just having a really bad day. But, you know, just don't be a dick.
0: Yeah, it's like it was an interesting theory. uh, At work years ago, we had like a mental health workshop. And it was just like a training day. we have having quarterly. And this lady was talking about like mental illness and, you know, like how anxiety and stress can affect and whatever. And she made the comparisons like the human, humans are like icebergs. What you see on the top is probably a fraction, like 5% of what's truly going on underneath. I mean, you can go to work, yeah, be yeah. a dick to someone, and you don't know if, you know, say if you and I work together, I come in, I was a, I was a fuckwit to you like man I, I just i just yeah. buried my mom just stop it stop it or just had a, a fight with a spouse or whatever or you know what it might be like i hate what i fucking hate in this world is people that are racist bigoted fuckwits like you know if you're like people that cannot are, are gonna like you know be rude to you just because of the tone of your skin or your religious beliefs like don't be a dick like, i hate people like that and some of the best mm-hmm. people i know are from different parts of the world like my friend Samba, he's a African French guy, you know, practices the Muslim faith and he's always alive for the party. Never has an ounce of of booze in him, but he, I guarantee, man, he lights up any room he goes into. He dances. He's a great dude. OJ in his hands. And it's just, just an absolute champion of a guy. And, you know, so the people out there, yeah, don't be a dick and treat people with respect. And in turn, you'll get more out of them. Yeah. So I guess that's my bitch, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's unfortunate the reality is some people are unreachable because through either nature or nurture, they have ended up that way. Yeah, true. But I mean, they've all been given a choice. We've all been given a choice to act the way we act. So, um, you
0: know, just, yeah, like you
1: said, treat people with respect.
0: I'm Mitch Kelly. No, i kidding. Um, So, I don't, I, lately, I've been finding myself. I went up to the Magic Round a few weeks ago with another podcast I listened to called This Week in League, and I've, I don't know why, but I kept. Like, I was drunk, and I kept like I'd say a joke, and then I'd sign off by saying, "I'm Mitch Kelly." I don't know why, and I just did it then. Just realizing, I'm oh, a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 I'm Mitch Kelly, and I just get this faint look. I'm like, Mitch, you just met this guy on the internet. Just calm the fuck down, idiot. <laughs> no, Subscribe that. to my podcast. <laughs> laugh at my expense i'm miss kelly (laughs) so okay so if people want to get involved at certain at certain telepaths on instagram facebook twitter i'm gonna provide links in the bio underneath cool um correct spelling so that way people can't mess it up um yep only you can mess it up Pressure's on me. it's or... your
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> Tell you what, man. Life yeah, if you want to do that. To
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you just want some fun entertainment and just to sort of get, uh, you know, you you might be thinking, oh, I might, you know, I want to check out a new book or I want to check out, you know, what's this comics thing I hear that's going on. Um, or if you want to check out a new movie, um, uh, go check out our podcast, which is My Kind of Weird, which you can find on wherever you get your podcast from and subscribe and that's that's a lot of fun um it's where i sit down with a guest and we talk about that it's people from everywhere i've had uh directors on there i've had comic book creators on there i've had voice artists on there so it's uh it's a great little it's a great fun time it's and you can watch it in a lunch break
0: sweet or if you ever listen to it in a lunch break i should say if you're ever looking for guests i'd be down just saying my hand in the ring, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> we'll and, get uh, you on. Hashtag shut down now. <laughs> <All good. laughs> I'm Mitch Kelly. So, um, you know, is there anything that you'd want to finish up on? Anything that you want to mention before we go? Or,
1: no, oh, that's it, man. Um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you. I appreciate I, I say to everyone, you know, giving someone's time is the, the one currency you cannot exchange, and I, I am humble. I'm humbled by people who are actually willing to come on, have a laugh, have a chat, share some content, and you know help me in my project. And and I hope that you know some people out there might get some insight, have a laugh, and be on their way to becoming a Soda and telepath themselves. I mean, I'm going to join the community. I've uh, I'm was I'm convinced so it'll be definitely be done. So your boy Mitchy will be over there. Check him out. Cool. And, uh...
1: Awesome. Yep. There's plenty of people, man. Um. Yeah. Our our discord channel is easily the most active it's full of fans it's full of creators it's full of all sorts of people so um it's uh we're pretty good at keeping the dickheads out and you know if you want to come on over just you know so on telepass.com and click the join the community button and you know love to have you in there
0: thank you so kind sir so to all you ladies and gentlemen out there thanks for listening it's episode 32 And uh, tune in next week. We're going to have another international guest. Where they're from, I can't say. It might be Antarctica. It might not be. I'm not sure. But anyways, until then, bye for now.